Oil prices hit new highs for 2023 overnight of almost 97 US dollars a barrel after a slump in US oil inventories. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we find out all about why sheep prices are going down towards $1 a head. If the El Nino continues in some parts of sheep country, then they won't be able to keep the sheep at home. If the feed runs low or if feed prices get very high or if water runs low, uh, the the prices may well go down, as you say, uh, into that single figure point. But first in 5 and 5 with ANZ, number one, Oil prices jumped 3% overnight to new highs for 2023, with Brent crude climbing to almost $97 US a barrel. West Texas Intermediate rose 4% to almost $94 a barrel. That's all because of fresh oil inventory figures out of the United States overnight, showing commercial crude oil inventories down by 2.2 million barrels last week. That's their lowest point in over a year. Number two, U.S. durable goods orders rose 0.2% in August from July, which was much better than the 5.6% fall the previous month, and above the consensus forecast for a 0.2% fall. The figures indicate the U.S. factory sector is holding up remarkably well in the face of over 500 basis points of hikes in a year and a slowing employment market. It also refreshed equity market worries about higher interest rates for longer which saw the S&P 500 fall 0.8% and the Dow down 0.9% by 4 o'clock Australian time. Sure enough, the two-year and the 10-year Treasury yields both rose six basis points to 5.14% and 4.62% respectively. Those higher interest rates made the US dollar more attractive. We saw the Aussie weaken further overnight to 63.3 US cents from 63.7 yesterday. The Kiwi holding on a little better, just above 59 US cents again. Number three, Australia's annual inflation rate rose to 5.2% in August from 4.9% in July. But the main core measure, the monthly trimmed mean, was actually unchanged at 5.6%. This was in line with market expectations, but a bit more than ANZ expected. ANZ's head of Australian economics, Adam Boyton, says the RBA is unlikely to hike at its meeting next Tuesday. But it is possible the November meeting could become more of a live meeting for a hike once the RBA has seen the September quarter CPI figures on October the 25th. I think there's a couple of things that we'd need to see. Firstly, you'd need to be worried about not really where CPI had landed in the past couple of months, but was the overall direction of travel in the economy such that the bank might have to revise up the medium-term inflation forecast. So I, I think the question is not, are we going to get a slightly higher headline CPI in late October ahead of that November board meeting that might might be a bit higher than what the bank's factoring? Or is the broader question, is the economy stronger? Is the labour market tighter? Is inflation not coming down as much? And does that combination mean the bank has to move their medium and longer term inflation forecast? And look, so far, I don't think we're at that stage yet. So yes, November, I think, is a more live meeting than October, but I still don't see the Reserve Bank changing rates in November. Number four, the Bank of Thailand hiked interest rates 25 basis points to a nine-year high of 2.5% yesterday 
as expected by ANZ's Asia economist, Crystal Tan. So we do think the BOT will pause from here. I think it's quite notable. It has assessed the current policy rate as neutral. We don't think it would necessarily shut the door for a further hike, but we do think the hurdle for one is going to be high. We would need to see 2024 growth and inflation surpassed the Bank of Thailand's latest estimates. But as things stand, we don't think this is likely. There is still considerable uncertainty as to the extent of the effectiveness of the government's stimulus policy, as well as the pace of recovery in Chinese tourists. So we do think it's going to be a wait-and-see stance from here. Number five, consumer confidence in Australia has hit a roadblock falling 3.4 points last week after trending up in recent months. Here's ANZ's Australia economist, Maddie Dunk, on what was behind that reversal in sentiment. We've seen that consumers have been feeling a little bit better since the RBA has stopped hiking the cash rate, but there is increased talk at the moment about the need for the RBA to potentially resume hiking. And we are seeing that petrol prices are very high in Australia. So, They've averaged more than $2 a litre over the last six weeks. Maddie Dunk there. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview, this time into an unusual and unusually big fall in wholesale prices. Prices for sheep have collapsed in recent weeks to under $10 a head in some places, from well over $50 a head. That's despite high demand for sheep overseas and years of good pasture growth until now. ANZ's Head of Food, Beverage and Agri-Insights, Michael Whitehead, explains. The sheep cycle, as with all livestock cycles, is like sailing across the equator. You're either sailing north or south, and you only cross the optimum point, the equator, for one day. Right now, the Australian sheep industry is sailing south. Uh, Yes, sheep prices are way down, not because of demand, but because of supply. There are an awful lot of sheep in Australia, and with El Nino now officially forecast, a lot of sheep producers are destocking and putting their flocks onto the market. So what sort of um, price fall have we seen, and, and have we bottomed out? We probably haven't bottomed out. The average price fall for sheep is just under 40% at the moment on what they were a year ago. And remember about a year ago, Australian farmers were still restocking as there was all this green grass that had come after the two-year drought. That urgency has gone out of the market. And the other thing is that at this time of year, every year, you always have the spring lambs about to hit the market, so prices normally go down. The other thing to add to that is that the abattoirs cannot find enough labour, so they're not buying as many sheep as they were. And with live exports forecast to end in the next few years, a lot of farmers in Western Australia particularly are not rebuilding their flocks because they see that market won't be there. Mm. Why is uh, live export going to stop? It's been a policy of the, the new government in Australia, the government that's been in for about 18 months, and they had said that they would end live exports in their second term, and that continues to be the policy. 97% of Australia's live sheep exports come out of Western Australia. So for a lot of Western Australian sheep farmers, as farmers do, they're looking long-term at their business strategy. They may be seeing that there won't be that market for live exports. So a lot of them may be thinking they'll reduce their flock and potentially switch to more grain. The longer-term effect of this will be that there may eventually be less sheep in Australia as a result, which would put upward pressure on prices, but that's not going to impact things in the short term. 
as farmers consider the economics of um, whether to send their sheep to the abattoir or not, um, there must be some sort of point where prices are so low that it's sort of worth keeping the sheep, sheep at home. That absolutely happens in every cycle. But if the El Nino continues in some parts of sheep country, then they won't be able to keep the sheep at home. If the feed runs low or if feed prices get very high or if water runs low, uh, the the prices may well go down, as you say, uh, into that single figure point. So some farmers will do their best, some will adjust them, some may may even trade them to other farms. It could be a good buying time for some sheep farmers at the moment. But that downward pressure, as long as the rain stays away, could continue. ANZ's Michael Whitehead there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Thursday, September the 28th. Catch you tomorrow with more on Australian retail sales. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.